0: Hello world, it's me, Luke. Welcome to week two of Living the Real Life podcast.
1: Anne is also here.
0: (laughs) Anne is also here? Hi. (laughs) This week is found footage horror. I was going to introduce her after I said that, but since she's done the introduction, I guess we'll just hop into things. I apologize now for noise since it's week two and no one actually listens to us. We're just sitting on an air mattress. Oh,
1: that was
0: that. That sounds very wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. So, what did we watch this week? I can't remember.
1: Uh, we watched Found Footage Horror Films. No, we
0: said that. What movies did we um, watch?
1: Oh, we watched The Blair Witch Project. Luke watched Cannibal Holocaust. I didn't see that one. Oh,
0: God, that one. <laughs>
1: um, then we watched Wreck, 2000 uh, something Spanish Yeah, horror. there was
0: REC, Paranormal Wreck, Paranormal Activity.
1: And The Last Exorcism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. So, so you actually just watched The Last Exorcism before yeah. starting this podcast. I didn't get to hear what you thought about it.
1: Um, it was definitely very different from the other movies. I mean, maybe with the exception of Cannibal Holocaust, in that it was a lot more of a documentary. All of the found footage horror films that we, found, that we watched... That I watched were very shaky cam, um, sort of unprofessional c- cameramen. I mean, Breck had a professional cameraman, but it even though they were filming a show that was quasi documentary, their camera work was much more similar to the Blair Witch Project and Cannibal Holocaust, which I think is part partly because everybody panicked so much in. Uh, god people are invading (laughs) or it's just a roommate yeah people panicked a lot in wreck but in the last extra these names are so hard yeah
0: we're struggling with this i don't know what you're talking about anymore we were started with last exorcism we got to wreck you mentioned Hannibal holocaust you haven't even seen that one you (laughs) compared the footage to it
1: no i said i don't know about cannibal holocaust i said that disclaimer Mm. okay what i was saying is that wreck cannibal holocaust God damn
0: it. <laughs> Correct? Oh no, we have to put expletive on iTunes for this one. Well we can't even figure out how to get this <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs>
1: uh, I'll be fired after okay, the so first season.
0: Found footage of holoca or found oh my god, this is going <laughs> so well. <laughs> found footage of horror films. One thing that I noticed about them is there were a lot of demons and there was a lot of found footage and shaky cameras. It-
1: terrible characters. And
0: terrible characters. I, mean,
1: I don't think I liked any of the characters in any of these movies. Well, <laughs> the pastor in The Last Exorcism started off promising and then he turned out to be kind of a jerk.
0: Yeah, when did he start off promising? From the beginning he was just manipulating his his uh, congregation and
1: yeah. well, he seemed honest to himself. <laughs> or like <laughs> Like uh, like he was trying to do the right thing, at least.
0: He lies to the world, but internally <laughs> he knows that he's a true liar. Yeah,
1: as long as he knows. Well, Because all of the other characters thought they were always doing the right thing and thought they were always justified for filming what they were filming or doing what they were doing, and he was a little bit on the other side of that until the movie actually started and then he was terrible <laughs>
0: I found it the opposite you say that he seemed to have been on the other side of justifying uh <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that to the people at home. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) Maybe we should cut this out. No, we're not doing that. Just move on. What was I saying? What were we talking about? What movie were we on? Last Last Exorcism. Exorcism,
1: You thought you had the opposite opinion
0: of me. Yeah, you mentioned that you felt that he was on the other side, that he didn't feel justified about shooting where everyone else did. But he started this documentary because he wanted to show the world... How absurd they're being how dare they put their faith into these these exorcists because he is a charlatan therefore everyone must be a charlatan
1: oh yeah i guess i didn't include that i wasn't thinking about that one when i said that that specific bullet point i was thinking more of the like justification and what they're doing not filming but just their actions throughout the movie like we should turn left or instead of turning right or let's hike north or south Stuff like that. They, they weren't as, like, um... Uh,
0: mm. Completely out of their mind. Yeah. <laughs> they had some sense of logic. Yeah. Like, why does this light keep on flashing at I'm sorry, us? What is going on, up? I'm
1: sorry, I keep on touching it.
0: Okay, because we're talking about ghost movies right now, <laughs> and that light keeps on yeah. flickering. Uh, ah, yeah,
1: nobody can... <laughs> okay. Yeah, last week was a lot easier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with found footage horror films as you mentioned there's no characters worth talking about i had this problem with writing the blogs too yeah. like last week i spent my time writing about the characters and who they that were was. and why they were doing what they were doing and why i hated them for it yeah this movie they're all just dreadful
1: yeah and they're not so like the char- we find this problem in paranormal like- I mean, the Blair Witch Project, that we couldn't even identify the characters. Because they just, like, didn't matter so much. I think the movie with the most developed characters... Maybe The Last Exorcism, but I think it was more Wreck. It was not even that they were developed, it's just that they were distinct enough that it was a lot easier to follow the characters. Even though they were still all terrible, and I kind of, like, hated all of them. But, like, the mother... The conflict between the characters was less of a "let's just yell at each other" because we're all scared and hungry, and a little bit more of a "let's all yell at each other" because we have different opinions on what we should do.
0: Okay, I can I can see that though, or because
1: we all have our own agendas, not because we yeah. have different opinions. Because in like Blair Witch, they did have different opinions.
0: Yeah, yeah. With with the people of Wreck, though, they were just they weren't people they were shadows of people they were were
1: caricatures the
0: frustrated overbearing mother they were the cute child who must be innocent they were the who's not
1: (laughs) she's evil
0: she's infected yeah and that woman her mother was hiding it from everyone
1: Uh, and she was gonna sue everyone
0: there's the easy scapegoat the crazy lady yeah. She must have been the problem. Well, I
1: mean, she was a problem.
0: She was a problem. Yeah, that's true. She was the first noticeably affected. Yeah. Uh, the overbearing authority figure, the cop, or and then the health guy didn't really have any part. He was just like, all right, I'm here now. Okay, now I'm dead.
1: Yeah. Well, he's the one that told him it was transmitted through saliva.
0: Yeah. Which could have been done over the loudspeaker from the people yeah. outside. The cameraman was literally the cameraman. He was a blank slate.
1: Although it was the same thing in The Last Exorcism. Oh, that's an interesting point. This might switch gears a little bit, but it just occurred to me that in some of the movies, like The Last Exorcism and Wreck, the cameraman was basically obsolete. He was just the camera sort of like there because we needed someone to hold the camera for it Mm -hmm. to like technically be fine footage. But the main character was like the girl that they were following, in, or the girl in the case of *Rag* in *Last Exorcism*. There was the pastor, and then there was also that other woman who's I guess like the director of the film, and she yeah. did the sound stuff. So the cameraman doesn't really matter. But then in something like *Blair Witch Project*, it's all about the camera woman, and like her decay, mm-hmm. and the camera is less of a vehicle for us to see the movie and more of like what you said in your blog post of a pacifier for her. Mm-hmm. So the camera's almost like more actively involved in the film than in The Last Exorcism and Drek. That's true. And also in Paranormal Activity. Uh, paranormal Activity is more like Blair Witch than the other two.
0: Yeah, yeah Paranormal Activity is, is also a great example of the pacifier. It's not quite as obvious, but mm-hmm. it's what gives him the feeling of power. Yeah. He thinks he's in control because he can <laughs> record it. Yeah. Which is stupid, <laughs> as we sucks. noticed in Blair Witch, and yeah. uh, the fact that he dies at the end of his movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> she dies too.
0: She does too. <laughs> everyone dies in these movies. Yeah. Found footage horrors, everyone must die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: you must see the camera blacking out and then seeing nothing at
0: the end. <laughs> or
1: seeing a blank something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, now I wonder if we just chose very similar found footage horrors because there's chronicle there's not chronicle i didn't consider chronicle a horror movie yeah.
1: well at cloverfield
0: cloverfield is what i meant to say yeah but he does, does he, he, they're rescued at the end of that aren't they I oh okay so cloverfield's another movie maybe we should have mentioned watched that it was on the list
1: yeah well i think we sort of intentionally chose similar horror films yeah that's true. because i feel like cloverfield has like sci-fi aspects and yeah it's much less of, we were, we were, we were looking at this sort of formula for found footage horror films that the Blair Witch Project started and then maybe like the last exorcism twists it a little bit. Yeah. Or like Wreck takes it to an extreme. I I guess Paranormal Activity would be the one that takes it to an extreme without even having credits at the end. Yeah. Whereas like Blair Witch still had like that sort of tentative step into that world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with these films, um, it, it, steps away from the Chronicles and the, uh, Cloverfields, which are about what's happening to the character and his exploration or development, uh, where this movie, these movies were very much about a single location. There was the Blair Witch, which is the woods. There's, uh, the ex. Oh my god! I need to learn the, the names of these exorcism. movies. Yeah. The Last Exorcism, which is the farmhouse, mm-hmm. and that has like, that's probably the most explorative.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking about that while I was watching the movie. That all of the other ones were about confinement. And that one, I mean, it was still mostly in that house and in that town, but the cameraman had the liberties of like going outside and taking like shots of the entire house mm-hmm. and then shots of the window. So it's like a very cinematic cut. Whereas the other movies were not particularly cinematic.
0: Right. Yeah, that was a discussion um, there. So getting away from the, the explorative world of what's happening outside, uh, just the use of the camera. We mentioned Blair Witch is a pacifier. It it's, it also helps show the decay of the the girl's mental state. Uh, because with the Blair Witch, it, it starts off fairly steady. She's a film student. She knows what she's doing. And then it slowly falls into just miserable shots of everything, yeah. which you know, some are shot very well, but based on how that movie was made, which was she what? was given a camera and just left in the woods, it must have taken whoever reviewed that footage a very long time to find their shots yeah <laughs> um, but then a movie like we were we you mentioned last exorcism where it is a documentary and he has those times to take together pieces of footage and, and get the excess. Well, he was a professional documentary and documentarian. There was also the professional, uh, journalistic videographer of, of rec, yeah. uh, which had some great shots. He knew how to set up a camera. He knew how, when to turn on the camera, yeah. uh, But unlike that, even though he was still a journalistic, a documentarian-esque videographer, you don't get that, those, uh, the B-roll footage. You don't get the, the zoom in on the banister and and pan up to someone at the top of the stairwell. Yeah. Uh, because of the discussion of that maybe not necessarily being found footage.
1: Yeah.
0: But instead, a first person POV of a film.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good distinction that maybe we classify everything that is uh, first-person as found footage when really it's just similar filmmaking but different categories. And they do end up being very different movies. Yeah. Yeah, that also... The, there's also like the sort of... Not just how the movie ends up looking, but how they went about making the movie is pretty interesting, and how that might lead us to classify it in different categories. Sort of, um, we know that in the Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, they didn't really have scripts, and they just sort of let the actors improvise. Whereas in, I mean, we don't know too much about The Last Exorcism, but it definitely looks a lot more scripted. And I think... Something like that, and even wreck, especially also because they have a lot more special effects. Like we, looking at, we're discussing this earlier that the those movies must have taken a lot more uh, pre-production just because of all of the special effects and makeup that they'd have to apply to the actors. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's a lot harder to create a what we are considering found footage film with those ideas of like actual demonic possession um or like zombies just because of the found, because of the nature of the movie, the, 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 the monster nature. So mm. they just have to switch to something where the movie itself is something like a documentary or a video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The benefit of a found footage is how inexpensive it can be. And if you already have a budget, well, you're probably going to strive to make the footage better, therefore make your character a documentarian, and then he has the qualities necessary to get good shots, even yep. if you just have one camera, even if you don't have everything set up behind the scene yeah. to record all the lights. and Well, you have the lights set up, but you don't have the dollies and you don't have the tripods, uh, you have just someone's hand, uh, which will... Reduce the cost, but once you still have zombie makeup and a mm-hmm. lot of special effects, the costs are going up. Blair Witch, it was shot in the forest. The actors were just let go and they roamed. Yeah. The cost there was the cost of the videotape. Yeah. Uh, Paranormal Activity, they didn't leave that house. Paranormal <laughs> Activity was shot in seven days with realistically just two characters. Yeah. The friend was never necessary.
1: <laughs> just like because they would probably have a friend over sometime.
0: Yeah, actually, um, Paranormal Activity has an ending that is a shock horror. Uh, the scene goes blank for a few minutes, and then the dead body of the boyfriend's tossed into the room. He's a jerk. He probably didn't deserve to die, but he's dead now. And then the girlfriend comes in. She's possessed. Scary face. The end. However, that's not the original ending. The original ending was far more labored and, and dry and it just is 5 minutes of this girl bloodied shirt sitting at the edge of the bed rocking back and forth. She does this for hours which is time-lapsed and one of the we watch her rock back and forth slowly but quickly because it's zoomed up. Uh, <laughs> For a few hours until it slows down and her friend comes in. And I really think that's the only reason the friend was in the movie at all. Is just so that she can have that ending. Is just so that we knew who would come in and find the body of the boyfriend.
1: Right.
0: But when the studio purchased...
1: Because we didn't know for sure if the boyfriend was dead or something downstairs. Right,
0: right. the boyfriend. Because they disappear into, into the basement while the camera's still upstairs. The boyfriend doesn't return in the original ending and she just comes back bloody. The assumption would be that he's dead. Yeah. But the final bang of the original ending is that she's shot by a cop. That's the end. Probably doesn't fare well on the cops because they were really jumpy. So they did, yeah. when the studio purchased this movie, they did away with that ending. Shot two alternative endings, one of them being the one that we have, which got rid of the friend which makes the friend in the rest of the movie completely yeah. useless. Well,
1: yeah, I, I, she doesn't add much to the movie, except it, it does sort of heighten the sense that it's a found footage thing or something that wasn't planned. Yeah. Because the friend would maybe like drop by once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, especially if they were working together, they did like crafts together or something like that. Um. Yeah. And also to bring in because. It, we get pretty far into my, Micah's and Kate, Kate's minds, and they get very antsy or very tense. And I think it's it was sort of a relief to have a third person yeah. there to sort of comment on it, even though she was kind of an annoying character and <laughs> just sided with Kate and what didn't actually add much. It was just a little refreshing. Yeah. But I agree. I think the majority of the reason she was there was because of that ending and it maybe she, her, her character doesn't make as much sense anymore.
0: Yeah, it was a nice break. I didn't need It was nice having confirmation that Mika was being
1: insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he just drove me up a wall.
1: Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> God. Yeah, a lot of these characters are just characters are so sure in what they are doing that they don't realize how terrible what they are doing is. Mm. I don't know if that's, like, something in the moment of panic. Like we agreed might be the reason the characters in the Blair Witch Project might be so on edge or so unreasonable. But Micah was just unreasonable from the start. <laughs> like, even before he started believing in all this stuff.
0: Well, I have to say, I've met people that he reminds me of.
1: Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the worst part. It's like, oh my god, we could... like. I could end up in this, I mean, you know, probably won't, but you know, it, it's, there are guys like him out there that's a very realistic yeah, character. Yeah.
0: He made me feel like I was watching a child.
1: Yeah. He,
0: his temperament was just wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Because he always wanted to be in control of the situation. Yeah. And he couldn't realize that he never was. And what amazes me is his stupidity that he couldn't pick up on that. Yeah,
1: even at the very end. Like, he, I don't think he ever really changed.
0: The the demon comes marching through the dust that he puts on the ground because he believes that if he can see the footprint of the demon, then he's going to know how to get rid of the demon. Yeah. What sense does that make?
1: No. I guess his sign of change would be that he was willing to go to the hotel. To a motel.
0: But even that felt more like pacif- uh, her, him trying to pacify his girlfriend, which he right. did multiple That's times true. in the movie. Yeah. Whenever she was upset with him, it was, "Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm not serious. It'll be fine. I won't do it. I prom, I promise, I won't buy the Ouija board." Yeah. Oh, hey, honey, uh, about the Ouija board? Yeah. Come on down and play. <laughs> no, it's fine. Come on down and play. No, it's fine. Come
1: on down and play. Now the demon's mad at us.
0: <laughs> My stomach's
1: growling. <laughs> It's a demon. It's
0: the demon baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what was up with that? In the last Exorcism, it sort of ended. There was, like, a beautiful shot of him against the sun. And I was like, oh, sweet. This is so nice. And then it, it, it... Something happens. So she ends up giving birth to a glob of, like, a seahorse jelly. It's like a glob of jelly that kind of looks like a seahorse. <laughs> Like a very large seahorse, and they throw it in the fire as sacrifice to a demon, but I don't understand what the what the reasons behind that are.
0: I think the reasons are the writer got it into his head that he wanted to do something different with the twist ending that would shock everyone. And the best way to do that is to make the baby some demonic creature and have it all a trick the whole time. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Instead, it just became this confused movie with twists and turns because they didn't seem to know where they were going.
1: Yeah. So, like, it's especially confusing when you think about the father's character. And how he... His attitude towards the preacher changes. Because, like, in the beginning, he's very welcoming, even if, like, a little doubtful. But that's just because, like, it's a tricky situation. But then he becomes, like, so hostile by the end. It almost seems like he should be the one that is leading this demonic baby thing. But he's just gagged at the end. And then the son... I guess you can see the son is, like, being manipulative, trying to get the preacher to like him while... Like when he realizes he's a phony, he, the son is comforted because he knows the demon baby's in there, and so it's fine that it's a phony exorcism. Mm. So he like approves of that. But then later, when she's actually exhibiting things, I think there should have been some conflict with the son trying to stop like the real exorcism or something. I don't know. It's just very confusing. There, since there are no hints toward the cult demonic baby thing throughout the movie, it's just not very satisfying
0: yeah the lack of hints bothered me a lot but as far as the characters go i talk about this in in my post that if you go back and look at it i think they did a fairly good job of throwing us off the scent of the characters because the father is genuinely insane
1: yeah
0: um however it's because of his devout faith and we established at the beginning that this is a crazy place and everyone has a demon story. It's because everyone in this area has a very, uh, well, the demon story is, is a, a, is probably a hint to something. Yeah. Um, But it's
1: another Blair witch.
0: Yeah. It's a terrible hit. Yeah. You forget about it by the end, Yeah. Um, but uh, we didn't mention that about the Blair witch, but the, but we look at the father, the father writes a multi-page handwritten letter begging this preacher to come to him to exorcise his daughter because he wholeheartedly believes that she's possessed and that he can help her. He doesn't care about the livestock being slaughtered, which uh, an angry father or bad father might. He is genuinely concerned about her. He's willing to pay money that he probably doesn't have based on the state of the farm uh, to make sure this preacher can do what he says he can do. He... When he counts the money, the, the tops are $100 bills and multiple $50 bills and then 20s and 10s, which yeah. means he's probably scrounging together whatever cash he can. And that cash is adding up to close to $500. Uh, the 50s alone were around 300 I went back and counted. <laughs> uh, and with the 100s yeah. on top and then the 20s and 10s. Uh, so he's willing to pay that. And it's the preacher who tells him that. By randomly picking a demon demon out of his demon book. Yeah, my stomach's still growling. <laughs> uh, every time I mention a demon, it growls.
1: <gasps> <Bunch of cordons>. Like
0: <laughs> a Every He just the preacher flips through a random demon, picks one, says, "You can't read Latin first off. That was super condescending. What a jerk. I didn't care for the preacher. He was so condescending. It wasn't
1: that condescending. He, he did know. end up being pretty condescending, but that wasn't that bad. Was yeah. it?
0: Read it. Read the Latin. Oh, you
1: can't read Latin? Oh, yeah.
0: Let me read it for you. Okay,
1: it wasn't exactly like that, but I agree. He was yeah. a little condescending. He
0: was very much trying to establish his authority of being right. the professional in the room, uh, but he points to a random demon, starts making up a story about it, saying that, oh, this is Abalam or whatever he calls it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he makes up a story about the demon defiling his daughter, de- the demon only being de- able to be gotten rid of by murder. Yeah. and
1: Or by the girl's death.
0: By the girl's death. And the father completely believes him because he completely has faith in this man. He just wants to do what is best to protect his daughter and then his family. <laughs> And when he learns that about the child, he immediately thinks that it's the demon because the preacher told him the pr- demon would defile his daughter. And that would lead him to think that the only way to get rid of her is through death because the exorcist can't get rid of it. Right. And he believes that he is a great exorcist.
1: Although, about halfway through the movie, he does sort of stop taking the exorcist's advice. He sort of like goes completely insane. That's true. I guess at that point he's just so concerned he, or so close-minded he won't even listen to the person he thought was the expert.
0: Right. Well, he still he never stops having faith in the preacher as a preacher. He stops having faith in the preacher when he starts discussing the real world. (laughs) The the modern world. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with that light. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so freaky. <laughs> uh, it's so but it, it's take her to the doctor. Take her to a psychiatrist. Right.
1: That
0: that's when he starts saying no no no. That world is dangerous. That's the world I'm trying to protect her from. That's the world that killed my wife.
1: And then he's terribly wrong because there's a whole demon baby growing inside his daughter. Yeah. So Yeah. He I don't is know what Yeah, I don't know what they're saying
0: about him then. Um, but I, I really think he was nothing more than a red herring the entire time for the twist ending of right. it being the son.
1: Yeah.
0: Who, as you mentioned, was <gasps> the son in
1: I don't no, know. It it's hard to say. It, it could have
0: been the. It could have been the minister. Oh yeah.
1: Um.
0: It could have been. Just seeing. Yeah, it could have been the cult like forcing it into her.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Why her?
0: Super innocent.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she was aware of what was happening.
0: Well, that's an interesting question, and that's one I've been trying to figure out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What would you think about that?
1: I I mean, she was so sweet in the beginning, and I liked her so much. I really hope she wasn't. Um, But that scene in the barn where she starts talking to the preacher, it pretty much seems like she knew what she was saying and she was saying it on purpose and like she knew what was inside her Mm -hmm. and in enough at least to like be able to blame it on that kid logan and stuff like that so i would assume she does
0: yeah yeah there's there is the fact that she knows to lie about it yeah but i'm i still question whether she was a part of it it, it seems feasible that she is, that she would allow this to happen. It would have been a little clearer if she died at the end, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think she did. Um, but what makes me question it is that she is she is very innocent. She seems very genuine, where the brother never does. She seems genuinely terrified. And when the possession is happening in the barn and the preacher comes to the conclusion that she, this isn't a demon, that it is a girl with a broken psyche who is created an alter ego to protect her. Well, it's that protection that makes me think that maybe she didn't know about it. Maybe she said Logan because she was still afraid of what the truth was. And maybe it was put in her and she needed to come up with this alter ego to believe that she was um still
1: somewhat innocent
0: still somewhat innocent but more because she was afraid to admit what happened and it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a fear of her loss her giving up her innocence but a fear of the innocence being pushed on her which would probably be far more frightening
1: pushed away from her i
0: think oh right away from her yeah taken yeah. away from her
1: yeah 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 I sort of like that explanation that she was aware of what was happening but not necessarily a participant in the cult. Mm-hmm. They just chose her as a target because she was so innocent and could deliver this baby. But, and then once she was impregnated, it was, I mean, it's almost like immaculate conception for the devil. And maybe that's what caused so much shame that she sort of pretended to be possessed. Or like what you're saying, she created like, or she was like, so overwhelmed with guilt that she created sort of an alternate personality and was in a way possessed if by herself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my thought, I I won't harp on this too much. It'll be, it's interesting to get your point of view from this because uh, I've already talked about this pretty extensively, this exact topic, but uh, the addition to that is... I forgot what I was gonna say. Oreo. Wow. Um,
1: <laughs> Do you want an Oreo in the in
0: the Ooh, these look more tempting. Mmm, Oreos are so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe this will settle the demons in my tummy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: By the power of Oreo, I compel you. <laughs> oh, wait, the power of Oreo compels you. Leave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's okay. I think I'm gone. You saved me. Maybe another, just to be safe. Oh, oh, oh. Well, now I have no idea what I was trying to say. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> it was
1: something about adding to the fact that she didn't know that she, she was losing her innocence unwillingly.
0: Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that the the older brother is the cause of it all. He I see it as him selling her up the river. And I feel
1: like maybe we would have we would have accepted that if we had learned about some sort of rift between the siblings, maybe like he blamed her for her hid their mother's death or something of that sort that would lead us to believe that he would do this to her but he seemed so loving the entire movie that it was hard to accept that he was doing this to her. And I guess you can twist it by saying that, like, he was loving or concerned for her safety because he knew, like, the demon child was within her and he had to, like, protect the demon child. But I feel like there still needs to be some motivation that we just weren't given.
0: Yeah, I think think what ultimately we're coming to is that they had a twist ending. There was no hints to it coming for us to look back on and say, oh. And it was completely unsatisfying because it came, it was useless. It, it yeah. did nothing for the story.
1: Yeah. It would have been more interesting if maybe, like, the brother was also gagged and at the end it was the the girl, Nellie herself, that killed the cameraman or something. So we knew that, like, she was fully a part of this and was, like, trading us the entire movie. Yeah. And that I would accept because it's, like, she was already sort of a mysterious character about whether or not she was possessed, whether or not she knew what was happening. And then knowing that she was fully aware and she's just fully evil and devoted to, like, this cult would have been awesome. But instead, the brother coming in is just sort of confusing. And Maybe it's not even the brother so much, it is that she were still unsure about what she was doing the entire movie. Yeah. I think this can be compared to the ending of paranormal activity where um she is possessed, I guess, by the end, by the demon mm. and then kills Micah and then turns and faces the camera and scares us or whatever. And that I mean they didn't say exactly that the demon was wanting to didn't wanted to possess her or never even said it explicitly but it was like treated very subtly throughout the movie so by the end we were completely willing to accept it and not confused by what was happening because they had hinted at it throughout the movie even if it wasn't a possession movie, it was more like a haunting movie we accepted the possession at the end just because
0: I mean it's said flat out you don't want him to go away because what do you want? You don't want to give him what he wants because what he probably wants is her.
1: Yeah. But, uh, well, at least when I watched the movie, I took it to mean that he wanted to kill her, not that he wanted to possess her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why
1: I felt it was a little bit more twisty. I might have just been reading it wrong.
0: Yeah, that's how I read it, too, and I think that's how they expected people to read it. Okay. Since it is primarily a haunting movie, especially Mm -hmm. since they think it's a ghost for a long time.
1: Right.
0: Uh, And they keep on referring to it as a ghost beyond that. Um, but I would, I find interesting, Paranormal Activity did it well, it dropped clues, it wasn't surprising, Blair Witch Project did it, did it, it <laughs> dropped clues, it wasn't surprising.
1: Oh, we should probably clarify that, because we keep on referring to it and not.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I'll make this point and then we'll go discuss Blair Witch, but, um, but it was... The Last Exorcism, one thing that we said had a larger budget and had a higher quality videography, as well as Wreck. Wreck was a great film, but it's not a twist ending, but it comes out of nowhere. The explanation of what happened comes in the last 10 minutes, and it's a big explanation that does not fit in that last 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. I like the explanation a lot. I think it would have worked. They just weren't clear about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it would have worked really well if the movie wasn't just about them running around the house, but figuring out what happened. The entire thing right. is about escape, and yeah, they stumble upon it, but they could have done that earlier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> could kind have of gone a bit way sooner.
0: But I guess ultimately, it's set up for a franchise.
1: Yeah, and it's also set up in like that found footage format that where the like first three quarters, or the, only the last 15 minutes of the movie are actually scary, and the rest of it are just set <laughs> up for that little moment of fright.
0: You, I mean, the zombies were throughout the whole thing. Okay, Rec
1: was a little bit different. Rec was a little bit scarier throughout the movie, but like Blair Witch Project was just of three kids shouting at each other in a forest for like 60 minutes, and then 15 minutes of horror
0: yeah i think it's time we come to that oh my god the blair witch oh my god we
1: were so confused
0: (laughs) maybe it's that we watched it during the day
1: yeah maybe maybe we should have watched it at night
0: should we give it another try tonight instead of the goonies (laughs) maybe no let's not do that the blair witch was wildly confused we mentioned the blair witch and the um What was the other one? What is the one we were just talking about? Paranormal activity. No, paranormal activity. (laughs) Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity took pretty much every page out of the book of Blair Witch. It was done wildly inexpensively. It was Mm -hmm. far less money than the Blair Witch, and it was done ten years later. It was done with a very small cast. It was done without a script. It was done with very few special effects. And what special effects there were, they were primarily um, practical effects that can be done without any any real effort. <laughs> <laughs> but where Paranormal Activity succeeded and Blair Witch failed was that, in my opinion, it's that the director was there for the poor Paranormal Activity. The director was there every scene. He was, was there. He? he was. He was in the house. He was doing a lot of the shooting. Uh, because he was the writer and videographer as well, right. um, he was working with the actors. It was still a retro script, um, but he was there,
1: it was much working more them through what he wanted.
0: Yeah, Blair Witch was very different. It was a removed director. It was we, you read it. You read the explanation of what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <We> so
1: <laughs> the process that they used, it was two directors, two writer directors. And um, they wrote, like, a 68-page outline of what they wanted to happen in the movie, then did extensive auditions for actors whose specialty was improvisation, <clears throat> and ended up casting these those three actors, um, Heather, Josh, and uh, Sam? I don't know. Mike? Mike. Yeah, Mike. And then gave them a little bit of a crash course in, like, how to use the camera, What the movie was going to be about. Not the specifics of the movie, just sort of generally. And then sent them to town. And I think, like, in town they were kind of there to tell them what to do. But for the most part, the actors were by themselves. Like, even they didn't know... So at the beginning of the movie, there were a bunch of interviews with townspeople about the Blair Witch. And some of those townspeople were actors, and some of them were actual townspeople. And even the actors didn't know who was who, just to add in that realism. And then once they were sent out on the, f- on the hike, every morning, each of the actors was delivered a, a, like about a page of what they should do, or generally how they should react, how they should be feeling, how they should be acting towards the other people throughout the day, and any like specific reactions that they wanted at certain times. And then they were just told to go to like a point, in the forest, and they just did that. And then things like, the twigs or the piles of rocks, excuse me, outside their tents and stuff. That was a complete surprise to the actors. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the Blair Witch was much more about seeing how they could throw off the actors to get as realistic as as reactions as possible. Whereas I think Paranormal Activity was a little bit more carefully crafted.
0: Do you feel like that signifies a distrust of the actor's abilities?
1: Paranormal activity. Blair Witch. No, I think it's just a really good experiment in filmmaking. I don't. I. I think it's actually a big trust, putting a lot of trust into the actors' improvisational abilities, mm-hmm. that they'll be able to do to react appropriately and strongly enough, despite knowing that it's all fake, because they are. they were told they're filming a movie. They put enough trust in the actors to basically write the movie and to make up the movie as they went along. Um I mean, without a good script you don't have a good movie. And they didn't have one for Mm -hmm. the actors. Oh, another thing they did to the actors was like deprive them of food and sleep by banging on their tents so that they were on edge Mm -hmm. all the time. So it was still very good directing. They were still manipulating the actors to get the emotions they wanted. So they were still like directing the movie. Mm-hmm. It was just in a less explicit manner than like Paranormal Activity, okay. which I guess would be the next level of directing a movie without a script. And you do end up with very different movies. Paranormal Activity has very clear beats that the director wanted to hit. Whereas Blair Witch Project seems a little bit more wish-washy.
0: Yeah. So how did you feel about the Blair Wishes? Do you understand why it was so successful?
1: I think it's just... Nobody knew what was going on. I mean... The Blair Witch, much more than Paranormal Activity, is based on a real myth. So there was, like, the... That town is real the the witch that existed is like sort of a mythical creature using like those townsfolk as well It just sort of helped people think that it was real and I think it's main selling point is that it was real or people thought it was real um that and I think it does it is like pretty well made given like how they made it um (laughs) I guess the ending we didn't find is horrifying, but to an audience that hadn't seen anything like that, it would be a pretty terrifying ending. That's true. And then maybe, so there's like this whole theory that we read online about how, about the ending, and I think it sort of went over mine and Luke's heads, but maybe it didn't go over everybody's heads. (laughs) Maybe we were just terrible at watching this movie.
0: I don't think I ever would have picked up on that. I don't think I ever would have paid close enough attention to an interview that they did amongst multiple interviews that they did. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: it was a very hard thing to remember.
0: If Anne was stumped then I feel fine being stumped. (laughs) Okay. You may have noticed we didn't talk about Cannibal Holocaust at all. I know. Uh, That's because Uh, you can't get me started on that movie. Uh And Anne hasn't seen it. (laughs) You might have noticed that you can't get me started on a lot of movies we watched this week. I kind of ranted as opposed to letting you talk. I
1: ranted at times.
0: Yeah. So, we talked a little bit about what made these movies movies. What is it now that we need to take away from these to turn them into a good script? Or at least a script that matches these genres.
1: Don't be concerned about your actor's sanity. (laughs) Just let them dive straight into it.
0: Yes, I'm on board with
1: that. Yeah. Also, don't worry too much about, like... Oh, oh, oh. Don't worry too much about how great your camera is or, like, how great the cinematography is, but worry a lot about audio.
0: Mm, Because... that's That's a fair point.
1: Yeah, all of these movies, it's, like, very unrealistically good audio. (laughs) <laughs> and we can handle watching bad footage, but there's no way we could watch these movies or even understand what was going on um, if the audio wasn't good. There are moments in Wreck when the audio goes bad on purpose, yeah. but it's very craftfully done yeah. during times when there is no vital information being said, and when it's just kind of cool to like have that drowned out. Of
0: I'm going to mention first the need for us to fix the audio for these podcasts. I really (laughs) need to buy a better microphone, which we will shortly, and we will be recording in a different location. Last (laughs) week was much better for for recording. We'll record there next week.
1: Um, We're on an airbed, next to a window.
0: But as far as sound goes, you kept on talking about Blair Witch when we watched Blair Witch together, about how blown away you were by the sound, about how great it was, especially considering how terrible the the situation was that they yeah. were recording it well what you found out while you were doing research was that they redid the audio for the entire movie yeah
1: yeah a lot of it was post dubbed which which is actually very disappointing especially given that they had given especially considering that they had given the actors so much freedom with their acting mm-hmm. um so it, it it's a little disappointing to know that they post-dubbed them, which means they could have changed a lot of the lines and therefore it wasn't like as realistic. I mean, we could still get the reactions, and anytime time they're on screen, we know that's definitely what they said while they were there. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess post-dubbing, especially in a situation like that where they're like running through the forest in panic, you're going to need to record audio afterwards.
0: Yeah, and if the actors were alone in that situation, this was the 90s. We saw the cameras okay. they were using. There's not going to be a good microphone, let alone a great microphone, that you need for for being out in the
1: woods running around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what you would use now. Yeah, like I'm sure REC was also super post dubbed. Yeah. Know, well, I mean, not the actual. Yeah.
0: REC probably had the sound crew there.
1: Right, because they had a, they actually had a crew. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> paranormal activity they probably also had a sound crew yeah but what I'm saying is like the camera you can show a character mishandling the camera and like doing bad camera work but you can't show a character doing bad audio work unless they're like directly messing with the with the microphone Mm
0: -hmm. in which case it's still
1: pretty good yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's also what confused me with the last exorcism sometimes is that they showed the woman with the boom pole and sometimes she'd be running around with the boom pole. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, cool, she's getting the audio for this. And then other times the boom pole just completely disappeared. Like, for most of the movie, she didn't even have it with her. Like, where is the audio coming from? I guess they had some lobs.
0: So I think, though we rag on Blair Witch, we seem to prefer the far low-budget...
1: Yeah, I think, like... We rag on Blair Witch because it's so like critically acclaimed, and we were a little confused. But I do think it was the be- one of the better ones. Yeah,
0: because I, I didn't understand the ending of what was scary about the ending.
1: Yeah.
0: But no, I understood what was scary about the ending. I didn't understand why the one guy was just standing <laughs> against the wall. That I needed explained to me. Yeah. Because I wasn't paying attention at the beginning, but it was still a story that was clear where it was going. Right. It didn't suddenly turn and leave you completely dissatisfied.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. It had a very... Yeah, despite being largely improvised, it had a trajectory throughout Mm -hmm. the movie. And we knew where it was going, even if we didn't know exactly what was happening. We were sort of been like a safe zone where we knew whatever was happening was something that wasn't going to be like completely out of the world yeah. that they had already created whereas like in the last exorcism was like you didn't mention there were cults <laughs> <laughs> or demon babies
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god that that movie was so confused. They didn't know who. They didn't know if they wanted it to be character driven or horror driven or shock driven.
1: Yeah, I still liked it. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was definitely not like as good. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we need good audio.
1: Yeah, good audio.
0: We need bad characters.
1: <laughs> bad characters. Um, either demonic activity or. Demonic activity.
0: <laughs> or cannibals. <laughs>
1: or cannibals, but I didn't see that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so that can go either way, or, because we didn't say that it was going to be demonic, because I honestly didn't know that all of those films were about demons. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, and Blair Witch was a ghost, uh, but
1: all spirits. <laughs> but it's like spirits. paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: That was terrible. <laughs> it was so good. Okay, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> okay, so... so. Uh, God,
1: I hope people watch 54 minutes in so they hear that pun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 52 once we cut out that dead air section. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's also... The camera needs to drop at the end. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the character needs to die.
0: Yeah, the character needs to die. On no screen. one can live at the end. Yeah. Unless they become possessed for the sequel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I guess it was ambiguous whether some of them died at the end.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Even in Last Exorcism, he just walks into the clearing. Yeah. And we just see the uh, cameraman and the other... Yeah. And the director die.
1: And in Wreck, she's dragged away, but we don't know if she actually dies.
0: Yeah. Well, considering she's in Wreck uh, 2 and 4...
1: I guess she doesn't die. <laughs>
0: Either that or she did die.
1: And she's a zombie. Ah! I...
0: And I already know what happens in them. She, which I'm just going to put here because they're sequels. And it's in Spanish. And I don't think I'm going to have any Sp- Spanish listeners who want to go and watch this. Uh, I
1: watch Spanish. People watch foreign language films. I know they do, but
0: no one even listens to these podcasts, so who cares if I say it?
1: Okay.
0: What is it? Also see. We don't have an English-speaking listener listening to these, let alone someone who's bilingual. Yeah. Uh, like, you don't even make your family listen to these.
1: Hey, I sent it to Nick. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, does he speak Spanish?
1: Mm. No, kind of,
0: sort of, yeah, ish. He'd watch a foreign film for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it has subtitles. Yeah, it does.
0: Okay, so. That
1: was a big sidetrack.
0: She's dragged away at the end, and she's possessed, and that's what she's possessed in two and four.
1: She's possessed?
0: Yeah. She's possessed by the demon girl. The demon girl transfers <gasps> herself into her. So, because the demon girl, as I said earlier. So, does she
1: get more annoying? Sorry. I don't know. I haven't
0: seen two or four. Oh, right. I just read the synopsis. <laughs> but she, the demon girl is trapped in the darkness, which is why... Oh, we didn't look to see if that was her or just oh, another right. zombie baby. Yeah. I think it was a zombie boy, I'm telling you, because the demon girl can only be escape her hiding spot when it's dark out.
1: Wasn't it the camera already in night like, vision at that point? No, I just no it switches over.
0: Because it, the child oh, knocks yeah. out the light. Um, but... The demon girl needs to possess her so that she's in a body that can escape during during light.
1: Okay. Oh, and is that why they quarantined her on a boat?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know if she's possessed at that. I don't know if they know she's possessed at that point.
1: Oh, okay. That
0: might have just be a part of quarantine. Right. I don't remember the synopsis that well. I just remember she's, she's possessed. Okay. Um... Also, zombie movie movie about demons, if that wasn't made clear.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool, how, like, the whole movie thought it was zombies, and, like, nope, demons.
0: Cool. Or just a weird twist.
1: Well, I liked it that it was an alternate zombie explanation. That's true. It wasn't just, like, a virus.
0: That's true. Instead, it was a demon virus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, but they arguably weren't zombies. Okay, they were zombies. <laughs> they were zombies. Don't,
0: don't make this a walker discussion. <laughs> don't give them a new name. We know them as zombies. They are zombies.
1: But they don't die. <laughs> they just convert.
0: So to the, those of you who have made it to 55 minutes, who, who, who out there watches Walking Dead and understands why they call them walkers? why is zombie something that has never existed in that universe that they know to call them zombies? It is the most straightforward definition of zombie that we have in any modern depiction of zombies.
1: Yeah, it is. And
0: not one character in that movie knows what a zombie is. N- not movie, television show. Yeah. Okay, wait, what are we talking about? What makes a found footage horror film? Okay,
1: <laughs> in summary, terrible characters that die at the end, uh, treating your actors horribly, uh, great audio, bad camera work, well, faux bad camera work, um, demonic activity, uh, and once more, annoying characters. I forgot the fourth. I think that was it. Twists. The- oh, um, a lot of exposition that leads to a very intense... Last bit of horror that is never really resolved, um, but no. does give you, like, a beat at the end to reflect on the what just happened, which I think is why they have all of those, like, shots of the wall while the camera freaks out.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, that, that last point is important. That's one that you're right I didn't pick up on. There is always something mentioned by someone about the ending.
1: Mm-hmm. Even if it was, like, kind of badly
0: done yeah. The Last Exorcist. Yeah, The Last Exorcism. Oh, man, everyone has a demon story. Uh, what was Rex? Rex was, oh, no one's lived in the penthouse for five years. It's been owned by a man from Madrid. It's been completely empty. Yeah. Uh, Blair
1: Witch?
0: <laughs> Blair Witch was apparently very obvious, but... Well, they... I mean, they're haunting the witch. But then the murderer story... The final twist ending was out there. Paranormal Activity. She wants her. Okay, got that one. And then there's Hannibal Holocaust. But that is a completely different story. <laughs> that is a completely different movie. It's only found footage for the second half of the movie, and even that is dispersed with regular footage.
1: Oh, please we all don't make mistakes. <laughs> Disclaimer, we are not encouraging you to watch Cannibal Holocaust.
0: (laughs) I don't discourage you from watching any movie you want to watch. But if you're questioning whether you want to watch it, don't watch it.
1: On that note. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh God, we need to.